Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about just fun, everyday ways where you can market yourself online. I will do a crash course about everything that you need to get up and running. So this is a great for those of you who are just starting or you know you need a market and you just don't know quite what to do. So get a pen and paper because I definitely think this is going to be a great one for you. You're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey there and we're back. I want to say a special thank you message for those of you who have been listening for more than one episode. Thank you so much. And a special virtual hug for those of you who have been listening for the first time. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to listen to today's podcast episode. So I really love this topic about marketing and ideas because I definitely feel that for a lot of us, it's not so much a question of like, what do what do I do, right? It's just an issue of like, how do I implement it? And so I'm going to try <laughs> to the best of my ability to not just talk about what you can do, but I want to talk about how you can implement them. And I can't cover every single thing, but I'm going to just try to tackle the low-hanging fruit, the things that I have seen that have been really successful for not just my business, but some of my clients. So I'm hoping that you will enjoy this time with one another. And I also will talk about uh, uh, kind of some pros and cons too, because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that everything that I'm suggesting as a marketing idea can work well for you that is immediately transferable. So I want to make sure that you guys um, who are listening, you definitely have some perspective on the suggestions that I have because I that's one of the things that I hated was like people would tell me, oh, Denise, you should try X, Y, and Z, but they wouldn't say, boy, you don't know and blah, 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 right? All right, so that's, that's my caveat. So the first and the most obvious thing that you can do is... Um, Posts on social media, and that can be on your um, on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn. By the way, I'm on LinkedIn. That's where I'm. That's my home. Uh, typically, I, I mean, you can post, right? But here's the thing: I I want to say this, and I really want to make it really, really clear that a lot of people, um, when they post content on social media, it's always, for the most part, it's driven by their own desires and not of like the frame framework of the your ideal customer and so let me explain what I'm saying this to you like for example I see this all the time for um, people who are product-based businesses they'll say I have um, a sale on blah 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 and they'll, they'll make a link on um, on social media right but nowhere in the post they'll talk about why it's important or what's what's useful or why it's good or what why or what should be like the the takeaway message from it other than that it's on sale and it's discounted by a certain date. Like so if you're gonna make a post, I'm thinking this is just me talking out loud with you, is that you would be spending you should be spending the vast majority of your time educating and informing and entertaining and really engaging with your audience rather than just to say, um, 
hey, this is on sale. And the other thing about the post that I really think that a lot of people um, uh, miss the ball on is that they'll get, they'll only post stuff of inspiration, right? Or motivation or, you know, but they don't balance it with other, you know, content that's revolved around uh, their their business. Like I was just telling this um, to a couple of people on Clubhouse the other day. Oh, by the way, I'm on Clubhouse too. <laughs> I was telling a lot of people, some people on Clubhouse that I see so many people, they will post a quote of like Abraham Lincoln or someone, Oprah or someone famous, right? And then they'll have their face right next to the quote. And then my mind, I'm like putting a face palm, like, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I, yes, it's so cool to read that quote from Jeff Bezos or Oprah or Tesla, the Tesla guy or whoever, right? But at that moment, like we're all now thinking about those people and not you. And it doesn't matter that your face is smiling right next to it. Like it for a lot of us, like we can make our own quotes. We can make our own quotes. We don't have to make a, you know, have a photo. If we're going to take the time and make a graphic, right, and just have our of name, somebody else's name next to ours, I think we can take enough time to sit and think of a quote that really resonates with our tribe, with our brand, with our, you know, our people. And I, I feel like for myself, like it, all, all of us are a lot more in creative and a lot more innovative and a lot more profound than we lead ourselves to believe. Like for me, I believe the best quote is the quote that you can create. And you can quote me on that. I mean, I just came up with just right now as I'm talking, what I'm trying to say is I want you to have that kind of mindset saying, if you're going to create a post, right, let it be really all encompassing of you and your brand and not just leaning on the the talents of somebody else. That's just my two cents on that in regards to uh, posting content. Always, it's not just so much of a sale or special or whatever. It's about building a relationship, building a community, getting people engaged, starting good conversations. And I think if the focus is on that and you're doing that consistently, people will come to you and they will recognize you above everybody else. And so when you do make the posts on the specials and the offers, they'll more be inclined to listen to you because you did the work of um, really trying to educate and inform and just give make a real community feel online. Okay. Uh, the next thing I have is email your audience. Now, this is definitely, I don't care if you have an email list size of two or 200 or 2000 or whatever. The whole point of your, e- like having email is that you can be able to communicate with your um, prospective customers and customers alike in a more deeper, intimate way than you could otherwise do in your um, your social media posts. Because, I mean, I, I think about even the the stuff that I write in my emails, my emails to my audience. I add a little bit more value. I personalize things. I really try to take um, really some things that I know that could benefit them and you know, transform that into actionable items. And that's only found if you 
you're part of my email list. I don't do that on social media because I know because they 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 want to engage with me. I want to make sure that they really enjoy every time they open their inbox and they see a message for me. So what I'm suggesting that the same kind of suggestion for your social media post make sure that your content is of value, it's of use. And and then the next thing that I want to say about that is that you you want to make sure that every email message that you make, you know, ha- have a consistent schedule. I don't care if it's once a week or twice a week or, you know, I, I, I hope it's not once a month, you know. I mean, unless I guess, you know, you're doing something that you know, I, I think about, you know, a, a ministry that I'm involved in and they only send out once a month email newsletters. And but for 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 both of us, like, you know, I'm assuming that we're a business. Right. So as a business, we want to keep staying in constant communications with um, with our audience, with our community. And I think that that helps a lot for us um, is that we we stay in contact, and so at the very least, I would say once a week. At the very least, with a call to action statement, it could be reply back or click here or like or whatever. Just say something that engages them to do some some form of action, and not necessarily just read it. Tell them to do something. If you if they've taken the tone the mo- the time and the consideration to open through your stuff, give them the next action and then the next action after that. Whatever you feel that it it it's most applicable or relevant to your brand. Okay, because I know those who are listening, you guys are coming from different uh, types of businesses and and whatnot. So I don't want to tell you to do something that may not apply to your business. Okay. Okay, so let's get back to um, you know talking about this this emailing in general. I, I feel like an email definitely has to again give value, have a call to action, and then also like it's it really is personal. So I definitely here's another thing that I wish that um, more people would do is that they would tag, meaning that they would group and organize people um, based on their interests or their demographic or why they signed up for or whatever, whatever. Like, um, because we don't want to mass email everybody some just general stuff um, all the time. We want to try to personalize our messages as much as possible. So, and I know that in Active Campaign you can tag and HubSpot you can and Aweber. There's all and yeah, and also in uh, Mailchimp, you know, there's ways to tag and group and send personalized message based based on um, each email recipient's uh, consumer profile. And um, yeah, if you're ever interested, you can send me a message. Um, we can talk about that more in detail about how to kind of segment that stuff. Okay. So the next thing that we can do is we can uh, run an ad, run an ad on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or whatever. And I just want to have like a really honest conversation about an ad because I think there's a lot of miscommunication mis- uh, about this. Uh, running an ad is definitely a commitment. It's definitely a process. It is not a one and done thing. I have seen so many people who say, I put $20 on this ad for a week and nothing ever came from it. Like, you know, and I'm like, no, uh, 
rarely, if ever, you can be able to, you know, to plop down $20 and just expect a heck of a return. Usually it doesn't work that way. Usually it works after uh, repeated exposure and definitely a methodology for that. Um, I definitely believe that for every ad, there needs to be a strong retargeting ad, meaning like an ad that for people who saw the first ad, they can see another ad because you know, you've heard this over and over, and at least I've had that, you know, it takes at least seven to 10 touches for people to convert from a consideration to being a customer. I mean, quite frankly, I think it's 20, you know, if you ask me, because we are being flooded with other competing people all the time over and over and over and over again, right? It is definitely, it feels like, there are so many different people who you know are competing for our attention, right? I, I and so if you're if you're understanding that, if you understand that so many people are looking at your stuff over and over and over, right? That means like you have to have a strong commitment to creating ads, a strong commitment um, to 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 change different things. And I, I, I hate to say this, you're going to burn through some money. You're just going to burn through some money. I've known um, people who, uh, you know, start off originally thinking they can do a dollar a day and then quickly realizing that in order to see results, they need to be spending anywhere between 10 to $20 a day for ads. And because we're operating in a space with other people with other bigger ad budgets. So I'm not saying that we need to be spending $10 indefinitely. I'm just saying that if you're going to do ads, you know, be prepared to invest some money. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, since we're, we're having this time together, um, that could be anywhere between at least minimum three to $600 a month, minimum, just to get the party started, just to really move the needle, just to see some, some real traction. And that's, that's just the run ad period. So I, I want to just let you guys know that because um, I've seen so many people say, well, you know, uh, Facebook says you can make an ad for as cheap as $2 a day or a dollar a day. And that's true. You can, right? But, you know, you won't be able to really see that traction unless you're able to make an investment and make an investment for at least three to six months, to be honest with you, to really get your name out there, to really get that forward momentum. And I don't want you to rely on ads. Here's one more thing I want to talk about since we're talking about ads. Um, I don't want you to rely on ads. Your ads should not be your own bread and butter. You have to consider doing other things as well. So just want to throw that out there. Okay, now let's talk about... um, some other ways that we can market, we can obviously uh, build lead magnets. Now, I'm a huge proponent of lead magnets. Lead magnets, lead magnets are just small little bite-sized solutions um, that can benefit your ideal audience in mind, and it could. It's, I just call it like a solution in a bottle where we talk about, you know, how to help people in small little incremental ways. Like I, for example, you know, on my on my website, DeniseGLee.com, I've got, you know, um, free solutions on marketing or feeling confident or, you know, you know prospecting. Like I, I definitely will try to, you know, give somebody like a best best small bite-sized version of who I am and what I do. Um, And obviously in the hopes that, you know, 
uh, they'll continue, you know, that they like it, they'll love even learning more about me and what I do, okay? Because if they're spending the time to give their email address, you should give them some value. So when you're creating your lead magnets, always think about what small bite-sized ways can you help people? Um, Because, you know, let's talk, let's talk. If we're having some real talk, let's talk about something else. I've seen so many people feel like, I got to water down my stuff. I got to, you know, I I can't give them the real good stuff. And my thing is like, why not? Why not give them the real good stuff? Why not, you know, pull out the big kahunas and just really razzle and dazzle someone? And, you know, because if that's just a taste, give them a taste and see, and they may be blown away at all the other stuff like that you have to offer. At least that's my opinion. That's how I think about things. Um, because I really believe um, in my heart that, you know, if you really want to have a brand that stand out, you know, you really want to show someone that how you're completely different from everybody else. That's just my, my key key ideas on it. All right. So let's talk about um, seeking mutually beneficial partnerships. Now, mutually beneficial partnerships can come in a lot of different flavors. Like, for example, I have um, relationships with a copywriter, um, a lawyer, um, a web designer, where, you know, we can cross promote one another when each other are having a a special or bonus or, or something like that. I just want you to kind of really think innovatively and think about all the different ways, like you kind of, kind of can cross collaborate or, um, do a webinar or do a podcast or do a special, like there's so many ways that we can help people by working with one another. You know, I was just talking with, um, you know, somebody on uh, LinkedIn the other day, and I was so fascinated about the stuff that they were doing. I reached out, I sent a message, like, I don't care, like we're in a completely different industry. I like what you're doing about this particular issue, I definitely would love to interview you and talk to you about more about what you're doing and how you help people. So honestly, there are so many people around the corner that are that are in our industry that are doing wonderful things that we definitely can uh, leverage on. And you know, there's no such thing as we're stealing stuff from one another, right? We're all helping each other. We're all trying to, you know, uh, support one another. And I believe that if you have that mindset, then you're definitely going to be surrounding yourself around people who also have that idea. Um, I've definitely have been really blessed, you know, in the last, you know, six months, I've met some really incredible people that, and we make a conscious effort to try to support one another online. And it is such a amazing thing to like connect with people. And we're all in the same struggle, all trying to like grow our businesses. We're all trying to just make a difference, right? And I'm just amazed like to see how fast I've been able like to grow through partnerships, through through trying to, you know, work with one another, 
through collaboration. And, you know, the collaboration can obviously birth so many new other marketing ideas that you might not have even considered. So I just want to keep your mind open and available for uh, partnership activities. Okay. Now, Let's now talk about repurposing old social media content because this is a fun, fun, fun one that I love to talk about. And honestly, to be honest with you, that this is that could be an episode with one with within itself. But I just want to just give you the ten thousand foot overview about repurposing content because a lot of people realize think that you know I make a video right and then I just pump it pump it on YouTube and then that's the end. Like, no, you could take the YouTube, you can trans transcribe the YouTube into a uh, article. You could take the YouTube video and make little clips of it and post it on TikTok or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever. You could take that same YouTube video and convert it into a course. Like the, the, the world is your oyster in terms of repurposing your social media content. And look, here's the thing about uh, social media content that I find so fascinating. And I think you should know this, okay? Because it's really, really cool stuff. Is that honestly, like most people aren't paying attention to you that much. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, I crap, I wonder if somebody else didn't notice that. Like odds are, no, odds are not at all. I definitely believe um, that in order for you to make the best use of your time, to get make the best use of your energy, like get in the habit of repurposing content. Now, here's the thing. I don't want you to repurpose your content to the point where it is definitely threadbare and you can't really do anything else with it. I, I definitely think there's so many different fun ways that you can take your content, add some new other stuff, and just make it something new and interesting. So I um, really advise you to make the most of your time online um, or with your content and get as much mileage as you can with that. Now, let's now talk about um, hosting um, a webinar. This is definitely something that I need to do more often myself. So, um, so I'm, when I talk about webinar, I'm not talking about, um, just, you know, obviously doing a webinar on, um, like your own platform. I'm talking about, you know, doing a web, um, also, you know, potentially, you know, going on clubhouse and creating your own room or going to, you know, other events and kind of, you know, contributing to kind of, contributing to their conversations and obviously if applicable, you know, mention your business or what you do. Hosting a webinar is definitely a challenge for sure. Um, It definitely requires, obviously, you having um, an engaged audience, um, having, you know, a plan to talk with people, um, before and after having like a schedule in terms of like what you're going to be talking about having the people um if you are hosting other people right like having other people you know 
you know, lined up and making sure that they have their content and they're on track with what they're going to say, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like, so when I think about creating, uh, I mean, and hosting a webinar, I definitely don't think it's easy for sure. It's not easy. It's a process. There's definitely uh, learning lessons that can be made from each and every iteration. But I definitely believe that if you're going to do it, right, um, that you should be really committed. You should be really committed to um, helping other people um, through your that webinar. And it's not just some uh, solely a pr- pure promotion. Make sure that it's worth the time, worth the energy, worth the time, uh, worth the, just just everything that you're doing. Make it worth it. So that's that's my thoughts about hosting a webinar. And I think. That's it. I, I definitely have um, just the high overview about stuff. I mean, I could have talked. I mean, I know we could go more and to talk about discounts and promotions and yada, yada, yada. But I think that it always starts with, you know, marking yourself as like, how can I value, how can I give the most amount of value online or in person? And just having a consistent schedule or, or, or fleshing out a plan that you know can really, really help people. Because I really believe that that's going to help really, you know, help, you know, you in the long run. I mean, even if you don't make the, uh, a sale or you don't, your business are a little slow, I think if you're consistently saying, how can I value, how can I add value, how can I support people, then I definitely believe that there is always leaps and bounds for your um, your business. So that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. And if you really, really love this uh, podcast, or um, we'd love to... Um, ask if you would um, write a review. I'm definitely, I'm in the process of trying to give out some free giveaways um, for those of you who write a review. So um, please, I would encourage you to do so, so I can make sure that I can pop you over a free little goodie um, um, via email. So that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I thank you again for taking the time to be here with me and that's it. Be awesome.